ladies and gentlemen, to yet another amazing episode of Human Resource Talkings Out of Your Mouth, HR Talk. It's JC. It's my pleasure to be back here once again this week as the co-captain of the Starship HR Talkings. Doing good, doing good. It's a, it's a fine new Sunday. It's a brand new Sunday, as we've been told. Guess what? Here it comes. It's a new Sunday. <laughs> Please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Ricky Baez. It sounded like you got five-hour energy from the dollar store. <laughs> five-hour energy from the dollar store. One-hour energy. <laughs> Ricky Baez, how are you, sir? I am doing as good as you are, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing uh not doing the best, man. I had a real, real hard week. Let me tell you something. I got these uh I get these headaches from time to time, man. I've been really, really crushing past few days. Um, hard time sleeping the whole nine. I don't know. Mer- people say it's because Mercury may-, may be in retrograde. I'm not sure if that's true or if that's like uh, you know, weirdness or not. But uh yeah, something ain't right, you know. But Here's hoping to brighter days and, and better days ahead. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's the beginning of a new week. It's a time for your headache to realize, top, you know, just stop giving you a hard time and just t- give it a rest. Mercury retrograde? What is that? Yeah, it's uh, something with planets and space or stuff. Hey, oh, you I mean I, like the actual planet. Got it. I don't yeah, yeah, know yeah. if you fish or something. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not like the temperature's dropping or anything like that. Hey, I I came across someone on the uh, Tiki Talkie. I was introduced to them through the HR Talk space and uh, not TikTok. I'm sorry, on Instagram. And uh, this is the cash flow sister, Tracy Davison. I actually couldn't help but take one of her recent reels and uh, put it out underneath the HR Talk JC moniker on Instagram this weekend. She talks about working from home, Rick, and uh, right. she says starting your day off right begins with you. You get dressed, get ready from head to toe, dress for business, sloppy and unshowered, doesn't tell your brain to get to work. She was adamant. No, I mean, she she put a fantastic little video together. She's like, look, you know, you you do the normal work clothes head to toe. You, you put it together. You bring yourself into that mental center and do what you need to do. There's something special about that, man. There really is. What do you think about that? There is. Uh, I used to do that at first. When I first started working from home, um, it, it, it's when you go downstairs, have breakfast, right? You know, just brush your teeth, go downstairs, have breakfast, and come back up in your pajamas to start working. You really don't get the same feeling that you're at work as if you just go through your regular working morning routine. So it works. But like the first two months after that, I just stopped. Because it became, it wasn't work anymore. It was just, let me get up, go through my regular morning routine, and then go upstairs in my office and do my thing. So I didn't consider it work. So yeah, it works for me for like the first few months. Other than that, yeah, whatever. I'm in my jammies. You know, a lot of people I talk to that listen to the program actually used to listen to the show on their commutes, and now they don't drive anywhere. That's right. Except for going to like the convenience store or Wawa for a panini. Not their coffee. Wawa coffee is terrible. But the paninis at Wawa are Shut really good. Your mouth. <laughs> Stop it. it. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm going That's by word a- of mouth. That's fine. Yeah. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so Lord, yeah, man. a lot of people have been um, making their own coffee, staying home a little bit more, and uh, yeah. especially when they're working from home. 
You know, one of the great routines, ladies and gentlemen, that you could do anytime you want is early in the morning as you're getting that coffee ready and you're grilling up those those eggs on your skillet and you're getting the bacon all set to go and that grease is splattering all you got to do is just say out loud say it with me say hey google play the most recent episode of hr talk and it's gonna do it it's gonna pull it up right away and it's gonna make your morning better you're gonna have time with me and ricky right in your house with you we could be with you making breakfast it's that simple and not creepy at all. I'll tell you something. If, if you ever have the opportunity to wake up at the house of Ricky Bias, it's, it's kind of like a mansion. Okay. There's a, there's, there's checkbox one checkbox two. Yeah. you you might be locked in, but that's fine. Checkbox three. When you head downstairs in the morning, breakfast is already cooking, but Ricky Bias does this amazing thing. And Ricky, I need you to expound upon this. He takes a coffee cup and he puts ice cream in there and then he makes coffee with it. What yes. is that, Rick? What do you call that? What is that magic? I don't have a name for it. This is something that uh, I, I, I saw my mom do later on in life, and I decided to adopt it. So at the end of the day, you go to Publix, and you get one of those premium vanilla ice creams. Not the fake stuff. I mean the public premium stuff. Take about a scoop of that. Put it in your, uh, in your uh, coffee cup, empty coffee cup. Then take that cup, put it in the microwave. You nuke it until that ice cream is almost boiling. Then you put that out, and then you put it under the espresso maker. It is going to be, hands down, one of the best ways to start your day. It is no sugar. Well, I'm sorry. No added sugar, because that ice cream will knock you out. <laughs> right. That, I mean, that's, it's like diabetes in a cup with some caffeine. That's what I would call it if I opened up a coffee shop with it. That's what I would do. You guys were down for the uh, for the uh, wedding. That's all we did. Oh man, that stuff was so good, though. I mean, really, talk about kicking off your day right. And speaking about kicking off your day right, we like to kick off the day the right way here on HR Talk. Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes with Ricky Bias. Inspirational quotes with Ricky Bias, ladies and gentlemen, your words of wisdom to live by for the next week. Here they come. When it comes to new employee orientation, a lot of people make the mistake in thinking it starts on the day they show up. Very wrong. New employee orientation starts as soon as a candidate hits Click apply. New employee orientation begins the second they click apply. I got to love that. I really do. It really exposes the culture of an organization. Imagine you throw your hat in the ring to be a on-air personality for a radio station. You put together your resume, you send in an audio tape, and then they block your email addresses and they never call you back or email you back in reply. That it, it just exposes the culture of an organization if something like that were to hypothetically happen, right? So hypothetically, yes. Yeah. So so let's go down that road. Yeah, see. let's do it. <laughs> let's go down that road because this is something that has been itching my neck for Talk the past me. year and it bothers me. So and HR Florida this year, I'm gonna be speaking on this as well, how to rebrand your recruiting process. That way it helps your employee employment brand. So 
normally when somebody applies for a job, they go to Indeed, they click apply, you go through the whole process, you have to upload a resume, and then that same resume you uploaded, you have to type it into the application system that they have. It's really <laughs> annoying. Then you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to get a call for a pre-screen. You don't know if you're going to get a call for a final interview first. You have you don't no know idea. What's Nothing at all. None. Let's say you're lucky enough to get a, a phone call for a pre-screen. Yes. Here's what that phone call should sound like, JC. Thank you for applying. Before we start the interview process, let me explain to you what you what you should expect. We're going to start with the pre-screen. If you pass that, you're going to go to the uh, first interview. If you pass that, you're going to go to the second interview, That's which could be the final interview. Then after that, we will let you know within one to two weeks whether you got the position or not. That gives the candidate the entire GPS, the map of where he or she is going to be in that process. All right, that 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 sounded very nice and comfy, but hang on. Hey, this is JC. Hey, Anyone JC. There? Hi, how are you? I don't need auto insurance. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Are you calling me or am I calling you? You called me, you prick. I did. Okay, oh, hang on. Hang on. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Here we go. Hey, this is JC. How can I help you? Hey, JC. is Ricky Bias over here at Disney. How are you today? Hey, Ricky. Doing pretty good. I almost didn't pick up. I'm not sure if you're aware. Your caller ID said, uh, you know, uh, something about auto insurance. I, uh, oh. It was freaked me out for a second. Very glad to hear from you. Well, it sounds like you need auto insurance because you did pick up. We'll talk about that later. Look, so here's what's going on. If you got a few minutes for me, I just wanted to let you know that I received your application to be Absolutely. the HR. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you very much. Let me explain to you what's going to happen. The reason sure. I'm calling is because that you are, I am going to schedule a pre-screen for you. Right, so congratulations. You made it past the first door. That's uh, Thank you so much, Ricky. I look forward to uh, joining the team. I, I think we could do a great things together moving forward. Uh, I, I could start two weeks from now as well if you need. Do me a favor. Please, please hold that prepare statement until after you get an offer. If you get an offer, then go ahead and hit play on that statement. No, but right now, here's, here's what needs to happen, right? I'm going to explain to you exactly what the process is going to look like. Are you ready? Yes. We're going to pre-screen you. If you pass that, we're going to go ahead and get you through a first interview. That's going to be about an hour, hour and a half with ABC person. If you pass that, you go to the final interview. They are the ones who decide whether you're going to be on the team or not. So if they say yes, we'll have a conversation about onboarding. If they say no, I'm still going to give you a call to let you know why you didn't get the position. And I'm going to ask permission to see if you want some feedback. Now, that's not going to change our our choice on who we selected. But at the very least, we can give you some feedback of what we saw were areas of opportunity so you can work on that later. How does that sound? Uh, that that absolutely sounds fantastic. I have to be honest with you, not many employers uh, reach out and and communicate like this. I, I sincerely appreciate it. You know, it, it's part of what separated your organization from the pack Right from the get-go, your reputation precedes you. Uh, you you put together and assemble amazing teams, to which uh, being one of those team members would be fantastic. And I think moving forward, we'll do great things together. It, with the application that I submitted, did it contain everything? Because I did upload the resume, but I had to retype it in there at the same time. I just want to double-check, make sure if there was any documents that came across missing just in case. 
that whole process is annoying, isn't it? it, it and, and we understand it can be annoying and it can be a big turnoff when somebody is applying. So at the end of this interview process, whether you got the job or not, I'm going to send you a link for, for a survey. It will be awesome if you give us that feedback. It's a video survey, so please, please feel free to be as dynamic as you want. Use some documents, PowerPoint presentations for us to fully understand how we can have our process better. So thank you for that feedback. But I got everything that I need for the moment. I don't know what the future interviewers are going to want or need, but at least you know where you are. Oh, fantastic. Now, this part of the thank you. Now, this part of the conversation is not going to happen. This is just me telling you what you're going to walk away with, right? So once you're done, even if you don't get that position, exactly what you said right now, JC, it's a conversation you're going to have with the people you hang out with. It's exactly what you're going to have with your community. Dude, now, you have no idea. I applied over there and they actually called me back. They called me back. They told me what was going to happen. It was absolutely nuts, dude. They've got like 27 more postings. You got to put in. At least, you'll, at least you'll know where you're in the process, man. These people oh. over there are pretty good. It, it goes around, though. I mean, I mean, stepping back and going back to, you know, our, our normal banter here. That type of chatter, that goes around. People talk about this stuff. You know, especially if you're assembled online in a digital manner that that's organized and efficient and and clear. You know, let's let's be honest. How many times have you gone looking at job descriptions though, and you're like, you know what, this is up my alley. I could I could definitely do that. Uh, I'm not sure how much it pays. Yeah. I'll take the two hours to apply and roll the dice. We'll see what happens. And then they come back, you have a great interview, and they offer you one-third of what you're worth. Well, whose because, fault is that? Because oh, wait, maybe you didn't fully wrap your head around there the position go. or the organization. Maybe that job is equivalent to something in a corporate world where in the not-for-profit world it costs a whole heck of a lot less. You know, maybe you're barking up the wrong trees and you're not aware. Maybe you're just cutting your teeth on certain endeavors. Who knows? You know? Yeah, who knows? But isn't it good just to have that information? Isn't it good just to fully understand what you just um, uh, submitted to ours to? So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, going back to that, circling back to that. Love that term, circle back. We'll keep circling with the circle backs. Um, the circle back. Yeah, um, to circle back. Um yeah, I need to address something. I need to address something. I'm going to circle back real quick. Um, <laughs> if you, if you, now look, I, I'm really on defense. Should you add uh, salary ranges and job postings or not? Either I could, or you I used would, to or be for it hardcore. You really I were at one did. point. Here's why. Here's why. Because I, I want to focus more on the skill set. Yeah. Right. Yes, put them on there, right? But what if what if there's a person who sees that really well qualified yeah. and sees that and then they're like, ah, oh, that's either too much for me or too little for me. I still want to have that conversation to see what we can work out. Because remember, we just can't pull a number out there. We have to put whatever compensation decided. This is what this job is worth according to the organization. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, to that, in the current market, in the current environment, in in this post-COVID world that we're in, there's a lot of people with a lot of skills out there with, with a lot that they're bringing to the table. There's some extremely qualified individuals. You might get someone that used to be a senior executive sitting down for a junior entry-level position. You don't know. 
do you turn them away because they're overqualified right from the jump? Well, that's the thing. I I don't, right? Because I want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear why they are looking for this particular uh, job. More importantly, I want to know if they really comprehend what this job is all about, which is a yeah. huge indicator whether I'm going to hire that person or not. Right, right. But 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 here's the thing. You've ho- you, JC, you've heard me say it on this show a million times, and I've always said for hiring authorities in businesses, pay your people exactly what they're worth. Don't treat them like a piece of of of, uh, of equipment at Walmart where you go and buy for the you know and you compare prices. Pay them what they're worth. Now, putting that aside, as an employer or a candidate, if I interview and they make me an offer and I accept it, I found out later that I'm undervaluing myself. That is not the employer's fault. That no, is your fault. That's totally your that fault. Offer. Right. Yeah, you well, should know what your skills is valued. Or at. maybe you wanted an industry change. Maybe you knew exactly what you were worth. Maybe, you know, X, Y, Z. But at the same time, you know, at least having well, the job, the salary range available is kind of yeah, cool. I, it's kind of cool, yeah, no, you know. I, I get it. I'm not totally against it. I just think that it may work the opposite way in scaring away people because you're looking at the price without even knowing what the relationship can look like. Yeah. In the exchange of price, let's say I'm, oh, I, it, it, I there, can pay you that much. Ricky, there uh-huh. it is. There it is. Salary range, 35000 to 335 depending on aptitude. <laughs> oh, just that's it. So oh, narrow. my God. There's so much potential here. I need to apply. Yeah, I mean, it, see, so that's that's just it, right? If you want a hundred and thirty, all I can do is a hundred and twenty. Let's at least have the conversation to see how other ways I can compensate exactly. you. That just cash, exactly. Maybe maybe you have a big medical bill that I can cover with the plan that I have. We will never be able to have that dynamic dialogue if you never apply because you got scared away by the number. And then later on, after your time in human resources, you could sell me the used Toyota Camry. Like you're gonna build your skill set as someone in HR to where in used car sales you will be valuable. Well, so ah, when ah, you said that, ah, you said that. <laughs> sometimes I have found HR people who are really good at convincing people to come on board at a different price than they initially thought of. Now, right. although I appreciate that go get them mentality, here's how I look at it: if I have to convince you to come on board. That means you never wanted to come on board to begin with, and I have to convince you. So is that an employee that I want? Because that's just I'm just asking for trouble then at, <laughs> at some point, right? It's like trying like, to convince someone that they need here. to be in a uh, personal relationship with you. No, we really should go out. <laughs> we, we really should have dinner and drinks. We need to do that. I got five reasons why you should marry me. <laughs> Just start pointing them out. <laughs> it, it builds for a future of success right there from the jump. Doesn't I mean, it? they're Castro, right? <laughs> <laughs> or or the flip side of it. The flip side of it, Rick. They're already your employee. Uh-huh. They're already your employee, and you've got a, you've got a handful of them, and you're doing this this internal recruiting and interview process, okay. and you're very strict. I have five clear things that you have to answer exactly the way that I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry, you used, you used the word cockeyed instead of diagonal. <laughs> we prefer cockeyed. We do, not like, yeah. we do not prefer your synonyms. Your pronouns are fine. Your synonyms are not. 
And then they're like, why are we talking about food? Right, right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're too dude, old, guys. Let me tell you. No, but but dude, it's no, something it we is though. I it when is. I say we're too old, guys, what I'm saying is we are of old thought. Why do you have to remind me of that? I'm Every gonna no, I'm gonna tell you exactly why we're of old thought. Okay. We are of that old mindset, that old thought process where people are more valuable than just their name and their number. Where nowadays it's it's the um, what do you call it? Millennial bingo, right? Hey, I'm more <laughs> valuable because of these cool things here. Yeah. And then now the next thing, hire me. You know? Millennial bingo. I'll be here for a couple years. Well, actually, do you do you understand what the culture is within the organization? Do you know what we do? Doesn't matter. Millennial bingo. I said five keywords. What up, man? You know? <laughs> but you see, that's not the old speak, though. Are you that's sure? Thinking. I, I am positive. Because I thought People- this is getting pushed out because it's all about make it automated. Make it simpler. Hey, they got to have exact key buzzwords. Everything's rigid. Go further back. Further back, um, you didn't have people who jumped from one job to another um, just because they were loyal to an organization. That's it. They were loyal. So they kind of (laughs) knew what the culture was of the organization. And then it went to that. Now it needs to change. What happened? What are you doing? Uh Uh-huh. You okay over there, bro? (laughs) No, 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 no. You're going on about, like, the loyal to the organization, right? And you're like... You know, back in the day, you used to, and like, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, Scarface, I'm thinking Godfather, and then I'm, I'm going further, and I'm more like, I'm like, I also gamble like a degenerate, I drink like a fish, I fuck hookers maybe five, six times a week, I have three different federal agencies looking to indict me. Yeah, it's all about the loyalty to the organization, the Wolf of Wall Street type stuff right there, right? I mean, that's what you're talking about, huh? I mean, that was in the 80s, right? So, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I so, it. so we we grew up in that environment. Well, our, our parents did, right? They grew up in that environment where they spent 30 years in an organization and their resume is two pages long. Whereas that's how I know who I have on my hands when I'm interviewing, right? I know if I have a, 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 a millennial, I've got a baby boomer by the size of their resume. Ooh. It's not right or indifferent. You just know who you're dealing with at that point. Ooh, you bring up a uh, a good point, a good question. Mm-hmm. When you've got that person in front of you now, do you uh, do you ask them questions based off the resume, or do you just base it off your pre-screening, or just you roll tide with the uh, questions you have? And I don't care what your resume says; you you discard it, throw it to the side. What do you do? I've got my own set of questions that I ask uh, at a restaurant. I don't go to I don't do it at the office at all. Um, and when I have those interviews, yes, I do go off of the the uh, resume because I want to see if I can get some kind of an example of something they have done before based on the skill set they are advertising in the resume. I want to I want to see proof. I want them to explain how they did it. So, yes, I do ask based on the resume. So I, I'll ask the question. Right. Because that question is the same for every candidate that I interview. And then I say, well, I see you did something similar when you worked at Disney. Help me understand how this worked for you there. And you take the theory down to the application to see exactly if they're full of BS or not. Some people can give you an Academy Award winning 
performance because that's happened to me before. I had somebody who was amazing at interviewing and sucked at work. Really? So, oh yeah, brother. Yeah, I mean, he it was it was it, it's you could tell that he was really good, really good at. Uh, tell me like, more. <laughs> no, that was it. Just he told me he was great at Excel, and he told me that he. Uh, I was looking for a recruiting manager. He did such a great job in explaining how the job is, and he did a job in lying to me on how he's done it before. But then when he quit. Put the uh, rubber to the road. Didn't know how to do this, how to do that, and he was gone. And once you're out, you're never out. Cause once you're in, you're always in. We're not far off. Here's why. Because I remember his name. I'm not gonna say it right now. I remember his name, and if I see him anywhere else, I'm like, I'm not. Nope. (laughs) 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 All right. So you're not. Far off. Question for you. From a recruiting perspective, are blacklists a real thing? And I don't mean that from a racial perspective. I mean, <laughs> from the perspective of like, everything's race nowadays, so I have to qualify just, so, just to, to keep myself safe, you Got know, it. but yeah. is it a thing to uh, yep. assemble a a list that you share amongst your peers and say, this, this person's whack? Um. Yes and no. We do have a list of people that are not going to be rehired in the organization again, but we don't pay, we don't say this person's whack, right? We have to document it somehow in case we get hit by the bus or I hit the lot and I work somewhere else. Someone has to know why this person cannot come back. So what so, what about what about a bad relationship a relationship gone bad for whatever the reason may be and then you're at the end of it you're like you'll be lucky to work in this industry again. And like the person could literally never get a job in the industry again. That wouldn't be fair. That's not fair, right? Because that that person may be a really good, it, it may have a really good talent in your industry. The only the only bad part is that he or she couldn't get along with with the leader. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I wouldn't blacklist somebody like that because maybe just the chemistry wasn't there. So it wouldn't be fair to blacklist that person just because they couldn't get along with a leader who, by the way, may have a history of having issues with employees. Now, put the shoe on the other foot. Let's say this person is a troublemaker. Yeah, I'm not going to hire him. I got a few people that I'm like, uh-uh, not going to do it. And then I will have to document it in such a way that it makes sense in case I get questioned in court. Mm. I love the fact that you circled back to the <laughs> core of this whole thing. And That's it's, right. the, it's the legality of it all. At the end of the day, it's the legality of it all. You've got EEOC issues. You've got... Employment labor issues up and down all, all all the way around. You always have to keep legalities at the forefront of your mind. It's it's like a dichotomy that you live in. Is it is it right, Ricky? I mean, like, no, you, you push the legalities to the side. What do you do? Oh, here's what I do. If if and this is for everybody except attorneys, obviously, if you lead with the legal aspect and the at, at the forefront, you're not going to lead effectively. You're not, right? So you're saying break the law. I'm not saying break the law. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is go ahead and lead with whatever is needed for the organization at the time. Whatever's fair for the organization. Now, I say the organization because I'm not going to say the employee. Within legal parameters. Well, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So you always focus on what's fair for the employee. Excuse me, for the organization. Sometimes... What's fair for the organization 
is doing things that really benefit the organization. Sometimes what's fair for the organization is taking the side of the employee because later on, we're not going to be in, in, in legal trouble that could affect the organization. Right. So, so say you run a shipping company and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, there's all this marijuana in Colorado that needs to be sent to Florida. And we could transport that across state lines. So this is where I would get our attorney, our yeah. in-house attorney. Yeah. Legality. Hey, can we do this? There yeah, you but go. I'm not eating off that, right? No, no, no. But you're pursuing it. You're keeping it towards the forefront, right? You're not, even right. though you might not be driving with it, it's the dichotomy living within that world of saying, this is a great but, opportunity, but can we legally do that? Let's fit that first. To me, that's at the last of the list. Okay. At the very last of the list, right? Now, some people may say, put that first. That's fine. You can do that. But with me, if I start, if I get to the point it's illegal, then it's reasonable for me to expect that if we started talking about it and we started going through each and every step to see if this is a viable option for our, our organization, chances are we thought it was legal. But let's check that last box at the end. Let's see what legal has to say about it. That To me, that's the last part. Invest in a good employment labor attorney. Get your ducks in a row. Put your plan together. Document it exactly the way that you're thinking. And then kick it forward. See what they have to say. Yes, but there's no there's no incentive. There's no influence for people to follow you if that's how you lead it. That's what I'm saying. Let's leave that as the last option. But you've got to be influential. You got to get your team and your team's team and everybody else down that totem pole to follow you with it. And you're just not going to get that big of a loyal following if the first thing you lead off with is this is legal. And according to this law and that law, here's what needs to happen. No, you leave that shit for the end. Right. <laughs> and then go from there. These have been employment labor advisements from Ricky Bias. No, stop. I am out of attorney. He is not an attorney. I'm not an attorney. Not I'm an just attorney. an HR guy who's speaking from experience. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And again, tongue in cheek, just humor over here. You know, sometimes, Rick. Sometimes life gets hard. The week gets long. We find ourselves at the end of the week, maybe burnt out, scared. Scared to say, build something and talk to the lawyer last. (laughs) Now it's the weekend. We're cooking steaks. We're, we're, We're petting dogs. We're volunteering in the community, making our world a better place together. And then we're bored. We're on our couch or on the lanai, overlooking the the trench front at A1A Studios. Trench front? Shut your mouth. And then we see little baby crocodiles and whatnot in the heart of Central Florida. And we say, hey, let's go on TikTok. Let's send our friends 71 different clips of videos and see if we could strike up humor, fun, or fear in the hearts and minds of those we love. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the HR Talk TikTok Roundup for the week. Today is June 13th. We're going to take a look back on your most favorite unknown videos on TikTok that are yet to be known. And we've got a good core of those coming at you straight today. You know, I've got a lot of positive feedback lately, Rick, on this segment. Because a lot of people aren't really familiar with the Tiki Taki. 
just yet. Now, it sounds crazy to say that, right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> a lot of people know what it is, but there's still a lot of people that haven't gone there yet, right? They're scared. They don't know what to do. I don't know if I should download that. China, China. You know, it's like, no, it, it's just a, it was just, just enjoy the, just enjoy the planet. Just enjoy <laughs> the planet. Okay. Try this. And we see that from many of our friends on the Facebookings or hardcore Twitterites where they, they don't even know how to use the Instagrammy. But I'll tell you what, the Tiki Dockings, oh, it's a totally different level, isn't it, Rick? It is. And it blew up more than what I thought because when TikTok first came out, I'm like, this is stupid. I really said that. This is dumb. And, but now I, it's, it's almost like a drug, JC. It's almost like a drug because at night, it's like 1130. I'm like, ah, let me see what's on my phone. Next thing you know, five minutes passed and it's 230 in the morning. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What did I do? And now I have a hard time sleeping. So who, I'm with you. Who needs a master's degree in human resources when you have TikTok? Ricky Bias, over to you. All right. Here is a good one. Let me go ahead and just play it. Then we'll debrief. What can I say except you're welcome? Yeah, that 3% raise after a good evaluation is a great way to get me to look elsewhere. Keep your 3%. What? So what? This is from the real Jason McClure. Uh, you can find them on TikTok. So this is the way. Wait, 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 wait. wait. From uh-huh. Disrupt HR? No, no. That's Jennifer McClure. Oh. This is Jason McClure. Okay. It's, I'm sorry. The real Jason McClure. Apparently, there has been attempt to uh, steal his name. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure the McClure name goes by pretty quick, I mean, pre- pretty far down. So anyway, the at the beginning of the video, it shows this girl dancing to that music, and it says HR after handing out 3% salary increases. And it's just a girl dancing celebrating that she just handed out a 3% increase. And this guy says, what a great way to, uh, to, uh, help, to have me look elsewhere. Now, you know I got something to say about that, JC. You know I do. So what, is, do you feel that he's referring to dancing being the reason he wants to look elsewhere or the three percent is the reason why he wants to look elsewhere man i don't know bro but i'm almost willing to bet it's not the dancing all right go on (laughs) almost willing to bet so look my question i would want to talk to that guy because this sends the message that regardless on how well you work you're only going to get the minimum increase now that may be true for some organizations but not all right? right so what I would ask is, have, have you provided value above and beyond what your job description dictates you should get paid? Because if you're not, you're lucky you got that 3%. And if the business case you built for me, because I've had this happen before, and you give it to me and you say, oh, I, I deserve a raise because I did this, 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 and that. I'm like, oh, okay. All those things you just out- outlined are the minimum requirements for the job you're getting paid for right now. So you're welcome, right? Here you go. You're not getting anything. But if you show me that you knocked it out of the park, 10, 15, 20%, 30%, absolutely. Wow. But if you suck at life, yeah, have fun. Go find a job somewhere else. That is attrition we want. It is. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, JC. I, I abruptly stopped. So I no, no, no. Yes, you did abruptly stop. That was uh, pretty profound. Uh, you touched many souls with that one. What's the next one you got on the TikTok right there? Those souls were touched with this. Uh, I am really careful. All right. The next one is now this is from Blue. <laughs> I don't know if this one, If the, I'm going to do it anyway. Here we go. 
here at NBC 10 figured we should put together a few tips from the experts to help protect yourself should you come across a curious bear. According to experts, you should avoid direct eye contact with the bear. Don't run away. Instead, back off slowly. Wave your arms to let the animal know you're human. Don't yell. Stay quiet unless the bear attacks. Then scream and throw things at the bear. If the bear attacks, curl up into a ball on your side or lay flat on your stomach. And above all, stay calm. Okay, so look. What? Okay. <laughs> When, when, now, now, ladies and gentlemen, we are attempting to translate video to audio. We've got good audio. We heard the clip. What's the premise behind the video? So this is from Blooper's Best. Blooper Best over in TikTok. So this is a reporter that she is obviously explaining what to do in case you get attacked by a bear. When you heard her talk about the different things to do or not to do when you're encountering a bear, she's actually acting those out. And they are hilariously horrible. <laughs> she's looking left and right. When she says don't make eye contact, she's looking left and right really bad. Waving your hands around. She looked like one of those inflatable inflatable things, skinny things that look like they're dancing in front of a used car dealership. And she said throw something at it. She took off her flip-flop and threw it at the camera. Dude, it was hilarious. We need to figure out a way how to post this where you can see it. So I'm going to go ahead and put this on the... Uh, on the send that to the uh, Instagram stories. So that it just goes out there that way. That's the best way to share it and get it out there. But that's that's someone taking their job to heart. It really is. I mean, she's trying to convey a sincere message for the community. Bears are a problem. Maybe not where you live, but in other places they are. And it's good to have an example. Like if you say, yeah, just wave your arms around. And now bears run at you and you're like waving at them. Like, you know, hands, <laughs> your hands at your shoulders. Hey, bear. What up, bear? No, no, get like the reporter, get crazy, you know? She said Somebody it was a that. good visual example, in my opinion, of someone doing their, their job the right way. It's funny so, to watch, though. It's funny to watch. So she took it a step further. Now, this is an example. This is an example of where somebody would get more than 3%. Because she's going above, <laughs> seriously, she's going above and beyond of what her job description calls Absolutely. for. Absolutely. That's, that's an example of someone that may get a Wawa's gift card. No. Carabas. Carabas no. gift card. Have you ever been to Carabas? Because Carabas gift cards are worth it. Let me tell you. It used to be. They used to be. I think they changed their policy after a specific <laughs> instance. Uh, so they used to be. No, but you know what? Let's talk about that too. Let's talk about that too. How do you reward people? Right? The worst thing you can do is give it is have a blanket policy and say, if somebody goes above and beyond, we're gonna give everybody Starbucks gift cards. Eh. I mean, yeah, I guess we appreciate it, Ooh. but what a great way for me to feel like a number. Yeah, my but, my sister made peanut butter cookies. Y'all done good, and I brought them in. I want to say thank you. Oh, dude, the face is here? It sounded just like the face. And it's like that simple. And then you got yeah. peanut butter cookies, and you're happy. Well, if that's what makes you happy... Then U.S. leaders should know that. About yeah, I got mind that Rottweiler hair in there. It was just hair, but it's peanut butter cookies. All right, I don't know where you're going with that one, but okay, I get it. You never seen you that? You've never seen the boss out there that shows up with food as a thank you, the homemade food as a thank you, but they do it from a place of sincerity. They do it from the depths of their heart. Maybe they don't have the budget line to give. A, give out awards or money or receipts or anything like that for uh Carabas gift cards but they've got uh they they do have the opportunity to make you peanut butter cookies with rottweiler hair in them 
Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've seen those kinds of leaders, and those leaders are really they really care about their employees. Absolutely but do. Not, but it's not going to alleviate whatever the stain the employee has with their situation within the organization. Not at all. But they're really fun to sit next to a bingo. What's your next TikTok? There you go. Millennial that. bingo. All right, hold on. Here's the next one. The next one is this is from Amy Leanne W. It completely astounds me that there are still people among us that are arguing that we should have to return to the office for our mental well being. Are you serious? Today, I played in the water with my kids, came back in. I've been sitting in a bikini and a towel doing my work like a dream did a zoom with no pants on and no one knew there is no way you can make an argument that i should have to go somewhere where there's like a break room that for some reason always smells like tuna and there's always a coworker that says crushing it um there's no way there's no way you think that's better for anyone's mental well-being than being able to attend meetings without wearing pants i mean how how what is your argument I, I would I will hear it out. It's wrong, but I'll listen to it. All right. There is an argument. It's just wrong. She's right. The argument is they don't trust you. That's the argument. It's not it's not a right argument. But if that's how you feel, then either you go to work, put your pants on and go to work or Stay at home and go find something else to do. But at the end of the day, here we go, circling back. At the end of the day, we can have a list of things that we shouldn't be saying there, JC. But at the end of the day, while circling back, um, if you are one of those organizations that are forcing people back, at, ver- at the very least, be honest about it. It's not for the well-being. I have yet to hear that argument. This TikTok is the first time I hear that, that it is for the well-being. Now, I'll tell you this, JC. I prefer to go to the office because I'm an extrovert and I like talking to people. So to me, that works. But I'm pretty sure I'm the minority there because other people rather be at home. So I guess be on Zoom meetings without having any pants on and and uh, uh, just playing in the pool with the kids. Which then you have to add, you know, uh, answer the question. So are you playing with the kids on the clock, off the clock? Because if you're doing it on the clock, you're justifying the reason for me bringing you back to work because <laughs> I don't trust you. Right. And you're supposed to be working, but your swimming lessons run from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. So, yeah, I would want to bring you back to work if you're abusing of the privilege that you have right now. What do you think? I think the least amount of work that we could do in a week is the best for us. And when I say the least amount, I mean targeted, focused, core business. If if you're working 40 hours, give them a solid 40 hours uninterrupted and get that stuff done. Knock it out. Work hard, play hard. I don't care if I'm in the office or away from the office. I just feel blessed and thankful that the world has finally caught up with itself to where we have the opportunity to work from other places and that organizations are affording that opportunity to individuals across the board. And moving forward, it's going to be interesting to see what pans out. What is the future? Will we continue doing this? Will we not? I think there's huge advantages 
in oh. being able to open up the coffers to uh, a larger workforce than just your local commuting area. You know, let's say you've got an amazing talent trapped in a a stronghold empire controlled state where the governor is is lurking in your windows every day and and taxing you to death and and you can't leave because you're worried about your loved ones. But now, now an employer who lives at the other end of the rainbow in a magical land far away that's beautiful with palm trees and and, and Mickey mice Orlando. could could reach out and just say, yeah, yeah, let's save him. We want him. Come here. Come here. Come here. Just just go on Zillow, dude. You'll find <laughs> I know. a lot of I know. I just, I just got to do it. I just got to do it, right? Uh, hey, lumber like, prices are coming down, by the way. Uh, they did reduce quite a bit in the past 30 days. Building is on the on the move. There's a lot of great things going on in the housing markets. Current event-based stuff that uh, it's not time for in discussion, but for those that are selling their homes or trying to sell their used cars, buy new cars, and or pretty much do anything in the private sector market, best of luck to you right now because it sucks. And I, I do wish you all the best if you're trying to uh, move forward. But, hey, give it a little bit of time. You know, there's there's uh, new construction going up constantly everywhere, you know. And uh, a lot of good things happening out there. It's all good. Yeah. Now, 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 because my house values just skyrocketed. And I'm just waiting for the bubble to bust. It's going to pop. It's cyclical. It happened about 12, 13 years ago. It's going to happen again here. Well, inflation right now, they say, is on par with 2008. And that scares me. It's it, on par slash exceeding where we were at in uh, the days leading up to the big crashes in uh, the Great Recession time. Here's here's hoping that we don't hit that. No one wants to see that. I don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. Um, let, let, let's let's just keep keep doing good things out there. That's all. And wait, wh- what? why not? If what? you play your cards right, it'll work for you. Ah, uh, true. If you play your cards right, look. Yeah, it it's I. I'm gonna make a left here, bro. I kind of do want to see it. It should only be scary if it surprises you. But if you know what's coming and you know what to expect and you prepare properly, then it it should be pretty valuable for oh, you. Kind of like Friday the Thirteenth. If you knew he was coming. <laughs> You know what? That's a great analogy because no matter how far you try to run away, and you, I, I don't care what your 440 was in high school, he's walking. He's going to catch up. He's getting you. He's, he's getting catch you. Up. But as long as you know he's only walking, you've got the advantage. Absolutely. Look, you just keep running, man. Here's why I'm telling you that this can be valuable for you. In 2007, 2008, when the big when when everything crashed, recession started, was knee deep in in you know just in financial turmoil so i started taking a look at at the stock market now i'm not a big stock market guru but i started dabbling back in 2005 and i saw aig was about to go under i saw xm radio was at three cents six cents a share back then and i'm like i just took a let i just took a look at their financials i'm like huh let me invest in that organization they have a chance to get out you now own xm well, I sold it at three dollars and ninety-seven cents a share after yeah. I invested quite a bit of money at three at three cents a share. Yeah. Last time, right now, when the pandemic hit, I started taking a look at all right, Royal Caribbean, 
they have a lot of cash. Disney has a lot of cash. All these organizations that have a lot of cash because their profit margin is so big, they're going to bounce back. So I invested a lot of money into Royal Caribbean, cashed out earlier this year. Beautiful profit. What I'm saying is if you know what's coming and you know just a little bit about these organizations, you could do some minimal investments that can return major profits. And we'd be one of the few ones who can profit during a downturn of the economy if you know when to buy. The worst thing you could do is buy a stock that's hot. That, that's you're buying it when it's too high in value the key is to buy it low sell high this is the time to do it and speaking of uh, royal caribbean two vaccinated royal caribbean cruise passengers did test positive for covid19 the entire ship was vaccinated prior to setting sail the two positive oh, tests oh. were breakthrough infections of covid19 on the boat and uh this was released uh press release as a thursday the positive cases were detected on the Celebrity Millennium owned by Royal Caribbean and was the company's first cruise ship to leave North America since March of 2020. I was going to say, let's make sure we get the right ship. Yeah, Royal Caribbean is a big umbrella. But yeah, they tested positive, which is not a good hint. Well, it was a 100% vaccinated cruise, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, what's it, so what's it matter, then? Well, oh, that's, it does that's matter. Oh, my gosh. This is confusing me now. Wait a minute. Hear me out. Just the fact these guys. No, it's not 100 percent. I thought it was 95 percent vaccinated. Uh, the headline said 100. I wasn't there, though. OK, <laughs> I saw what you did there. I could have sworn I, I read something to where it says that it was 95 percent vaccinated. But these two folks that got uh, covid, they never spread it to everybody else in a really confined environment, which kind of supports the idea for vaccinations. Right now. Let's go back to something. When it comes to vaccinations, it doesn't prevent you from getting the illness. You can still get COVID-19. You're just not going to have those big pronounced um, uh, 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 side effects, uh, symptoms from it. That's that's it. But you can still get it. Yeah. According to uh, according to NBC News, eight, uh, two passengers on the first 100 percent vaccinated North American cruise. Ah, look at that. Yeah. And then uh, Forbes, Forbes uh, did put out an article this past week what cruise lines need to adm- uh, what cruise lines need to admit unvaccinated passengers and they kind of go in depth about uh you know the entire royal caribbean issue and then uh unvaccinated passengers now they're they're going to need to incur additional expenses the vaccinated passengers won't so it's it's going to open up a brand new world of um jc vaccinated <laughs> versus unvaccinated discriminations here, here's why, here's why <laughs> I don't I even want to open that door. No, I don't want to open no, that door. I'm only kidding don't. around. Here, here's why I love this state. Uh, two weeks ago, there was a video of all the cruise ships coming back into Port Canaveral. You know, you've been there because you got lost there before. So all those cruises coming back into Port Canaveral, right? So everybody was there clapping this big pomp and circumstance. I felt good because it felt like we're welcoming home the Super Bowl champs. And they're coming in because that is a signal of the economy coming back again. And JC, I bet, I bet, I called up my my uh, my uh, travel agent, yeah, and I'm like, I want to go on a Disney cruise because Tomorrow. I'm itching. <laughs> no, I, well, no, we're gonna wait. Right. We got one uh, for spring break next year, and then one for August and the new uh, Disney Wish. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is is that the economy is is it is coming back, 
And I would hate for these stories to get out there and the media to spin it in a negative spin that is going to hurt the economy when it's just start coming back. So I'm glad to hear that it, will, it was only two, right? I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure if nobody was vaccinated, it'll be a lot more and everybody will be horrendously sick. So hopefully they'll, they'll get their hands around it. The ships are coming back and people are going to start spending money here and the, uh, and the Caribbean. So we'll go from there. I'm excited. I really am. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm over here on the other side of the horse while you continue beating it dead. Hey, when you got that next clip ready, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Where's the laugh track? Just two people. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is from Barefoot Mamam. Hell? Okay. My coworker said that her throat is itchy, and so my response naturally was, it's probably those kids in there playing tag, and now I have a meeting with HR. Oh. My coworker said that her throat is itchy, and so my response naturally was, it's probably those kids in there playing tag, and now I have a meeting with HR. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Wow. That took me a minute. Um, <laughs> why is... Uh... Why is that in the lineup, Jason? <laughs> it has something, to do, it has something to do with HR in there. Yeah. <laughs> so if two coworkers are are joking around like that uh, in the workplace, um, okay, and one gets offended when they normally joke around, or maybe they're, maybe they're not friends, and she just blurted that out naturally. This is a conversation that I will need to have with both associates um, just to let them know this. Well, actually, it's really one associate that needs to have that conversation. Um, just to be careful what we say. That's not terms for termination, obviously, and it depends on the organization. But, hey, it's okay to have conversations. It's okay to joke around. But this is where that line is going to get crossed, that it's going to go from having a conversation to disciplinary action. Stop doing that right now. Do not let that happen again. There's your warning. That's exactly what I would do. And I'll put them on notice. They do it again. Boom, done. Next, write up. Do it again. Written write up. Do it again. Final. Do it again. Termination. That's not too egregious that would warrant a termination off the bat. Now, if she would have said, you're an effing whatever, that's something different, right? That's not progressive discipline. At that point, we would have to have a conversation about separation. Because now you're directing it at somebody and sound threatening and creating a hostile work environment unnecessarily. Next He's clip. Crazy, bro. He's you just look at it. Well, yeah, like, no, you've got the list. I'm, I'm just waiting for the next one. <laughs> All right. You made a great point there. I have nothing to add. What, do you, what else you got? This. this one is more visual than not, but the audio is actually pretty cool. All right. The top cheese. And the world-famous fairy dust. Whoa, fairy dust? That's right. Pizza Hut fairy dust. It's just a little magic ingredient that we have for making it great. Okay. You'll see. All right, for the top cheese, how much do we need? Well, let's see. Here it is. Can I do it? Sure. This is so weird. Okay. I spread the cheese over the top of everything else, but not on the edge of the pizza. Right. Oh, that's interesting. How's that? 
That's good. Now we'll just make sure it's perfect. And now it's time for the fairy dust. This amazing substance is fairy dust. <laughs> and it magically transforms our ingredients into the perfect Pizza Hut pizza. Come on. <laughs> what? I don't get it. So this is from Righteous Nacho. I love these handles on uh, TikTok. And this is a Pizza Hut training video from the 1990s. And um, I just, I don't know if you've been into a Pizza Hut, JC. I don't know if those are legal in the state of New York or not. But down here in Florida, <laughs> down here in Florida, they're all over the place. Interestingly, and, many of them closed up here. Look at that. Like many of the chains, like completely shut down. Just like Burger King, you might only find one. Yeah, because they suck. <laughs> Sorry, Burger King. They, they, hey, they shot themselves on the, on we, the foot. We have like one Chick-fil-A, one Burger King. And the Pizza Hut closed. That's it. Well, you know, now hold on, now hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I know you're saying it that way, but I'm here to say, from experience, where you lack in franchise opportunities, you make up in homegrown restaurants. Because I've had hands in, down the best bar food yeah, in New York. I'm in Buffalo, and they closed Buffalo Wild Wings. Work with me here. Because they suck. That's why, JC. But it, it was kind of nice every now and then to just go there and like reminisce. Oh, yeah, it makes me appreciate the local one better. But now the local one, you got to pay like 50 or $75 for pizza and wings. That's it's true. really rough, man. You know? I bet. I bet. No, anyway, so, so. Anyway. This video right here is one person showing a brand new employee how to make the perfect pizza. Yes, it's cheesy. Nope. Point, no pun intended, but it is really cheesy. But what I notice about it is how slow they're going. They're taking their time to meticulously make this pizza, put all the ingredients on there. All I know is the last time I ordered a Pizza Hut pizza and I went to go in and get it, they it is absolute mayhem in the kitchen. Stuff is being thrown. Things are being thrown into the uh, into the pizza oven, like you know, with finesse. Once it's done, they throw it into the box, cut it up, boom, delivery. It, it's it's a machine. But this video, I'm going to put it, JC, on the um, on the story section of Instagram as well because the visuals are really, really good. And I'm pretty sure this is a real legit video from the employee uh, uh, training portion of uh, Pizza Hut back in the 1990s. Love it. Hey, what else do you got on the list there? Oh, my God. I don't even know if I want to play this one. Yeah, JC. play it, play it. What do you got? What is oh it? What is it? Is this the one from our intern? <laughs> Not intern Dave. Our, our, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you got? Preface. I, preface. I'm going to preface. Um, this is a news story of a, a, a local news outlet that's doing a story of, of an 11 year old girl uh, who's, a, who's a, a radio host. And she's inspiring America with her voice of hope because she's blind, right? But she's doing all these other things, and and to be a radio host and be inspiring is something that caught the eye of this of this news outlet. So again, here is eleven year old radio host inspires America. She is blind. Check this out. Is there anything you can't do, Faith? See. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna play this again. Oh. I'm sorry. Wait a second. There was a news reporter. <laughs> oh, just... play it again. Play it again. Faith. Hold on, I I need to do this one again. Because I started it, then I stopped it. Here we go. Is there anything you can't do, Faith? See? 
and then there's a guy who's laughing and then he's in hell. This is a horrible one to laugh at, JC. But how honest she was and to that reporter, I wanted to see that reporter's face. Because why would you ask that beautiful little girl that question? And for her to answer it in such a authentic way, like, duh, dumbass, I can't do this one basic thing that everybody else in the mother takes for granted. But yeah, I don't know why that's in there, JC, other than... Uh, I'll tell you something. There was, a, there was a quote going around the internet this past week, and it, it seems to be prevalent for this exact moment. And it goes, I used to think communication was the key until I realized comprehension is. You can communicate all you want with someone, but if they don't understand you, it's silent chaos. Oh. Extrapolate that for a moment. Maybe the reporter's intent was a different direction, but you're also having a conversation with someone who is... uh, An 11-year-old. Yeah, they're younger. They're they're a minor. Their comprehension of the question at hand could be misconstrued or misinterpreted and you you may have to readjust for the audience right i i don't know but uh, kudos to her you know she was blunt she was straightforward what's something you can't do yeah i mean you're doing all these amazing things what can't you do well i can't see i'm blind but i could do all this other cool stuff you know i'm going i'm going to hell i should not that should not be funny what else do you, what funny. else do you got in the uh in the coffers there i think you got one or two more right I got two more. This one, another visual one. Dang, JC. To a pre. T-O-O-A-P-R-E-E. This is... uh, (laughs) So this is a guy who I guess applied for a position and got an interview and he is recording the Zoom interview and he's a guy... I mean, it's like from what I can see, I don't want to misgender anybody and then get in trouble. Um, He's got a beard, lipstick. He's wearing like a little dress and and he's talking to the hiring authority check this out hello hey hi how's it going (laughs) um do you not have any more clothing to have on sir oh oh no i'm not a sir okay it threw me off with the beard oh no worries oh my gosh i'm not gendered at the super bowl right now am i Say that again. I'm not Janet at the Super Bowl right now, am I? I'm trying to keep the puppies in the kennel. I wasn't familiar ah. with that term. <laughs> oh, no worries. Just let me know if I'm Janet at the Super Bowl. You're not staring at my b- right now, are you? Sir. Oh, I'm not I a sir. I am really not in Her the face, for this dude. Today. Her face. Oh, yeah, please if don't call me, sir. If you're serious about this position, please apply to our jobs at okay? I am serious. I just saw you staring at my b- or whatever. It's just kind of hard to tell from my angle. It looked like you were looking at my because you were looking at the screen, so you could be looking anywhere. I just wanted to make sure because it looked like you were staring at my Ah, She hung up. All right. So this guy, his this name guy is- has been all over the place, yes. hitting up different recruiters, applying for different jobs, jumping into different meetings. He is hysterical. He is. Yeah. This one, though, uh, explain the mark that we may have missed by not seeing the video, if you could, sir. So he was dressed. Uh, it, it's I guess he had a sundress on. Um, it looked like one of those towel wrap things when you're at the beach and you have a bikini on. So there's no straps, no nothing. And uh, he has his really messed up lipstick on. His hair's not done. And uh, he's in an interview with what I presume to be human resources. And she's just taken aback. Like, what in the? Because exactly how I would be if I was doing an interview, JC, and I saw him or her like that. 
Because regardless of how you gender the person, that's not how you dress. <laughs> it really isn't. So her face is hilarious. And at the end, she did exactly what I would have done. Look, if, you, if you're not going to take this seriously, then don't waste my time. I'm sorry. Do not waste my time. Because this guy goes out on, on, on TikTok and applies for all these positions, and he gets interviews, and he interviews people, or he gets interviewed uh, via Zoom or FaceTime, whatever the case may be, running in the shower, swimming at a bar, ordering food, at a Dunkin' Donuts drive through ordering food, and it just throws everybody off. It's hilarious. Now, here's the thing that I don't get, JC. How many interviews have you gotten in the past 12 months? Not enough. And this guy apparently gets them all. <laughs> he gets them all, right? And I, I don't think he's making them up. I think these are genuine interviews. Um, I don't know what the legality is by showing those folks' face without their consent. But okay, fine, whatever. But yeah, again, that's to Apri. The guy's name is Asif Khan. He is really, really funny. Go check him out. Okay. Nope. Is that the last one or you got one more there? Got one more, one more. Now this is this is a what looks to be like a boss, somebody in a senior manager position, sitting in an airplane next to what looks like a regular employee. The boss is on his laptop. The employee is just you know fumbling around on the airplane. Check this out. I have a question about the shareholder meeting. Uh, sure, just send me an email. But you're sitting right next to me. Well, just because we're on an airplane doesn't mean we change the way we do business. Just send me an email. Okay. Oh, another email from that suck-up Brian about the shareholders meeting. Watch this. Tillies. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is from Window Seat Airways. So, I know they're making fun of it. GC, that happens. That happens more often than not. And I love how that video is shot because it brings that to the forefront on how leaders see their employees. Now, I'm not going to sit here or stand here because I'm standing up. I'm not going to stand here and tell you that every manager, every leader needs to like or love their employees equally. No, there's some you really like. There's some you can tolerate and there's some you just can't stand. Right. But this just shows that that actually does exist. And in my time, when I've had some employees, there has – I've never had an employee I couldn't stand. I've worked with some people that I'm like, nope, this, this, this relationship is not going to work. But what – appreciate it. What this, what this reminds me of is what leaders should do, right? Leaders, when you get that email, even from somebody who you just can't stand, keep your comments to yourself. Just keep them to yourself. And even if you don't like them, but you still write a paycheck for them every week, respect them and use the talents that you brought them on board for. You have a need that you're willing to pay for. That's the need. Bring them in. If you don't like them like that, they're not performing. Get rid of them. So that's my piece on that there, JC. There's that pause again. Let me wait. Is that the end of the uh, TikTok thread? No more TikTok thread. Thank God. That's the end? That's the end, bro. Oh. It's time for Clueless Events. Current events this week is brought to you in part by uh, leaders who need to reframe their thoughts of their employees. 
use the talent set at hand, as Ricky said. Hey, the uh, the Ever Given crew, they're still stuck at sea. This is just going to be a real quick one for you. Um, that was the ship that was stuck in the Suez Canal. And uh, after being stuck sideways in the Suez Canal for nearly a week, uh, the ship was unmoored. But with that, the world's attention for uh, for many days about global shipping and everything else, it, it turned elsewhere. The crew did not get to travel to their destination, however. Instead, they were seized by Egyptian authorities, and their treatment wasn't unusual. All over the world, seafarers endure the same tragic fate, stuck on their ships, sometimes for years, because the owners and governments can't solve their disagreements. Sometimes they're eventually turned over to authorities after committing no crimes. So, ship got stuck, and now the crew is stuck in, uh, in Egypt. As it stands. That's why I haven't received my Amazon order. That's why. It says shipped two months ago, and it's not here yet. Foreignpolicy.com. Date on this one is June 9, 2021. The Ever Given crew are still stuck at sea by Elizabeth Bra. She's a columnist uh, for foreign policy and a fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. It's worth a read. It's worth a read. Halfway decent story. Uh, another real quick current event that I have for you. This is very timely, extremely important. Today, down in Texas, is going to be the 37th edition of the NASCAR All-Star Race. It's going to be the first at the 1.5-mile Texas Motor Speedway. The facility will become just the fourth track ever to host the non-point Spain event this Sunday, June 13th. Today, joining Atlanta Motor Speedway, Bristol Motor Speedway, and Charlotte Motor Speedway. The current field of 17 Cup Series drivers qualified for this exhibition event in one of three ways. Uh, They won a points paying race during the 2020 or 2021 NASCAR car season. They won a cup championship and still compete full-time, or they won a previous edition of the All-Star Race and still compete full-time. This kicks off today at 6 p.m. Eastern. And a current look at the starting lineup, you've got Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Chris Bell, Cole Custer, Austin Dillon, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, William Byron, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr. You've got McDowell, Harvick, Bush, Newman, Bowman, Hamlin, Blaney, 17 right there up front. It's going to be one heck of a race. And uh, yeah, there's a there's a whole lot, lot more to that one. Uh, if you are in a NASCAR, just you already know. <laughs> you you already know what's going. Um, what are they a sponsor? What the heck? That was a long list. <laughs> that is today. Yeah, I'm it is today. Just well, a, just a real quick. Note. <laughs> All right, our next story for you. Your next story here is coming to us from NBCMontana.com. Why some employees would rather quit work or quit rather than give up remote work. Sinclair put this together, NBC Montana, great piece. Uh, when you have the time, give it a read. There was a survey that was done. Simply put, uh, I think, who did that survey, Rick? Was it Flex Jobs or some trash like that? I think it was um, Flex Jobs, right? Anyways, in this recent survey, 58% of people who have been working remotely during the pandemic uh, came out attesting to the fact that they they would look for a new job if the current employer did not allow them to continue working remotely. And uh, the company's remote work options are very high on the list of most important factors when people are considering what to do with their future, like finding new jobs and, and 
according to 69% of men and 80% of women, these remote work options are, are really, really key. Um, what do you have on this one? So just like the fight for 15 initiative, when everybody is out there fighting for minimum wage to be raised, it's you guys know my stance on that. But this right here, this is what I want to see, JC. I don't want to see people marching on the streets. Yes, exercise your First Amendment right. That's fine to change the laws. But I'm a big believer in following the market. And if these these employees who actually took the survey and if they're being honest and they say, yeah, we'll leave, that, that's the best way to protest. Go ahead and follow through on what you said was going to happen. That's what's going to force the company's hand to change their policies just if it hits their pockets. If they have a lot of clients, a lot of work, and then enough people to, to, uh, to perform that work that they promised their clients is going to make them look bad. So they have to adjust their hiring policies. So that's what happened right now. If case you haven't noticed, in the past month or so, when a lot of the states, that, when they decided to get out of that extra kicker uh, in the uh, federal unemployment program, and next thing you know, people are not coming back to work because they don't want a minimum wage job. What did McDonald's start doing? All of a sudden, 15 bucks an hour. The CEO of Applebee's came on CNN last week. I was, I was watching this. They had an idea. They wanted to get nationwide. They wanted to hire 10,000 people, 10,000 people. And what they decided to do, they said, if you get an interview, you get a free appetizer. They ran that campaign for a week. Guess how many applicants or interviews they got? 3,000. 40,000 applications. No, actually about 50,000 applications, 40,000 interviews. My gosh. 40,000 interviews. Wow. They just offered food. (laughs) (laughs) And then a CNN person kept pushing the guy, kept saying, so... You rather do that instead of giving a fair living wage, and the guy's like, "Well, every every restaurant is it's a it's a different franchisee. They run it according to their state statutes, according to what they do. But let them do their thing. This is working. People went ahead and applied, and it worked. I just wish to see an in person would just leave them alone. It's working. Don't let the government get in the way of 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 how the market should be." with left and right Go now, ahead. A, a lot of the biggest u.s tech companies have announced long-term plans for hybrid work models twitter and square have given employees the choice to be completely fully remote completely fully remote Good. where amazon who has been battling different union woes and issues uh, they shocked their entire employee base with a july 1 return to the office announcement they had strong pushback to what corporate employees interpreted as a mandate to return full-time. But Amazon did clarify this and said that it expected employees to be in the office at least three days a month. Really? Oh, I That's take it? that back. At least three days starting next month. They never say whether or not that's three days for the month or three days for the week. I presume three days for the week. Thinking about that <laughs> sentence in full context. <laughs> <laughs> but with the option of up to four weeks of fully remote work per year. So Amazon's pushing hard on a hybrid oh, wait. model. Wait, I'm sorry. Coming back to the office three days a month or working from home three days a month? You know what? Poorly written article. Okay. I mean, Sinclair okay. Group is a great group, uh, but it was a poorly worded quote. I'd love to find uh, the, the root from Amazon, find their press release to 
get that real word myself there. Let's see what else we Coming got. back. Circling back to the same article that we just talked about. Yes. Please welcome Ricky Bynes. Thank you. Thank you, JC. I really appreciate that uh, second intro. No, coming back to this, right? So if these associates are going to go ahead and quit, then where are they going to quit to? So if there's other organizations, so it's people like Amazon, I mean, excuse me, organizations like Amazon and all these other tech companies that are seeing come back to the office, they better pray to whatever God they're praying to that there isn't any other organization that plays in the same sandbox that they do, that they are not worried about whether employees come into the office or not. They don't care where they work from as long as they're producing the value for what you're paying for. If that company exists, these other organizations that are forcing people to come back to work are going to be in trouble. So if you don't want to lose your top talent, the best thing you should do is exactly what some was what was somewhat implied, somewhat implied in this article. The best thing for you to do is to let them choose for themselves. Depending on the job, obviously. If you are uh, an, an Amazon warehouse worker, you cannot perform that duty from home. You can't do that. Right? Although, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I was at Chick-fil-A not too long ago. It's about four or five months ago, and I wish I would have used it. I pulled up to it, and there's an iPad on the, uh, on the, on the, on the drive-thru, and it's a video. It's like FaceTime, and I'm talking to the person placing my order, and she's at home. <laughs> so she's placing orders working from home uh, from Chick-fil-A. Now, I don't know if that was their policy because everybody else was in the restaurant. I don't know if she has an ADA accommodation, and this is how the organization decided to address it. Good job, by the way. But I just thought that was interesting that uh, I went to a drive-thru and the person was uh, at their home office taking my orders and putting it in. It's pretty cool, actually. That's pretty cool. really is. That is awesome. That's what it is, JC. Yeah, I want to hit the gas, move forward to uh, this as our last current event article right here. Uh, the Labor Department's new regulatory agenda. Edward Siegel, contributor at Ford's, did a amazing uh, write-up. If you've got that Forbes subscription, stop by and, and check that out. Or use one of your four free articles for the year or uh, the month. or I, I, I don't know how they do it anymore, but... You might be able to read an article for a, a two or three minutes on Forbes if you stop by there. So the uh, U.S. Department of Labor did announce a series of anticipated regulatory actions. Uh, they're looking to improve well-being of, of things in the world, right? The Labor Department's entire semi-annual agenda is available on TWWWregInfo.com. That's a typo, rather. That's a it says TWWW.reginfo.gov, rather, but the T shouldn't be in there. You got a typo in there, brother. It's a great article, but you got a typo. It's just reginfo.gov or www.reginfo.gov, not a T. My gosh. Look, prior to rulemakings are also being proposed for withdrawal because of their del- um, deleterious effects on the lives of working people, include a rule on labor standards and apprenticeship. According to the Department of Regulatory Protections, include increasing the minimum wage for federal uh, peoples. And my my time ran out. <laughs> Literally, my, my time on, on giving you a couple blurbs from this piece ran out. I'm no longer allowed to read the article. It's one of the worst articles ever. I, I don't recommend reading this. It's a complete piece of garbage, that website, I tell you. This is timed? You, yeah, it's for not- me it is on mobile. So if, if you have any pieces, basically... 
I want to extrapolate from this because they've they've got a whole entire semi annual agenda that they put out there, and they're they're looking uh, to place recommendations towards leaders uh, who work with their local chambers to lobby to stop extremely harmful regulations. So ultimately, at the end of the day, if you're not at the table, um, they're looking to get word to bring it to the table. They're looking at the minimum wage hikes, uh, planning ahead for the future, um, some some potential regulatory steps associated with that, et cetera. I don't know. Where, where are your thoughts cool. on their new agenda, Rick? Oh, wait a minute. So I'm here right now. I'm I'm going down on the uh, further down on the article, how to respond to minimum wage hikes. So according to Jordan Laurie, who is the chief operating officer for Resumo, Resumo, or Resumu, a resume writing service, he said, and I quote, responding to a minimum wage hike is, preca- is precarious at best. In addition to the increase in compensation comes an increase in payroll taxes. That is true in some states. Unemployment premiums. Not responding to it, however, could be more costly if trained employees flee to work for jobs that offer better pay, benefits, and career Mobility. So what he says is to, oof. Here's what he says, and Tell I'm me. taking a step yeah. back. Take stock now. He advised that business leaders should take stock now on how much they value their workers, particularly the ones making between 100 and 300 percent of minimum wage. So that takes me. That kind of takes me back because if you are leading an organization that has about 20, 30 employees or more, and you don't know this by now, you shouldn't be in business. Why should you wait for this to take a stock on how much your employees are valued? This is, this is what gets me. This is what gets me. This proves why we need regulation. I hate the fact that we need the federal government to get involved into this, right? Because the market should dictate. But this right here proves why it's necessary. Because if you need the the fear of a of a minimum wage hike for you to plan this out then you don't have your priorities straight you should always be assessing your employees and you should always be afraid that your best employees are going to leave to a competitor so you should always it your relationship with your best employees should always be like a first date always trying to prove your worth you can't treat a relationship with a with, with your best employee like a 15 year marriage that everybody's bored not to say all marriages are that way, but it could get there, right? So taking stock now, that statement takes me a little bit back because organizations should do should should be able to do that right now. So the best way, from my perspective, regardless of this article that I have unlimited time to read, there, JC, uh, the best thing that I could tell um, leaders right now is don't worry about the minimum wage hike. Just make sure you're paying your employees the fair wage for the job that you hire them to do. But make sure you pay them so good and you get the return on investment that, that they don't leave you. Now, if they suck at life, let them leave. Again, that's great attrition. Not all attrition is bad. There's some good ones. And this right here should help you do it. That's my take on it. Do you look, uh, do you look at maybe helping employees along that are struggling? I mean, post-pandemic, there, there may be some some social and emotional issues out there that are really hindering people, hurting people. True. Do you have to That's bolster true. those ranks a little bit to make sure your EAP is robust enough to account for things that they need? Robust enough and communicate. Push it. Push Bingo. it onto your employees. Yeah. Show that you've got this benefit out there, and it's not just for whatever 
um, uh, uh, image you have what EAP is for. It really is out there to help you and then yeah, push but, it. But be forward. honest with me, though. The second that you start pushing an employee down that path, that's that's when you make note of the fact that they're using it, what they're using it for, and you hold it against them, notwithstanding your, your uh, legal citations. Because you're going to save those well, for the last, so it depends. <laughs> it depends how that conversation goes, CC. Right? Because remember, earlier, uh, earlier this year, we talked about how you actually late last year we talked about how you should address uh, low performing people who normally perform yes. well. Right. And the numbers is now what you should be focusing on. You should be focusing on the personal well being. So you have to have that conversation at the very start. Without getting too much into details, for you to know your employee needs some help. But without asking too much into it, not only is it illegal, but it's just not proper to be asking, hey, what the hell is wrong with you? Right. But it is a good idea. Hey, so to you, you called the EAP for some mental health help. What's what's wrong with you? What happened? Why don't well, you tell me about it? There's a stigma because a leader would never know who called for what. Ricky, why don't you document that? HR knows everything. Come on. Find out. Tap into their phone real quick. You know what HR is really good at? Seriously? Tapping into phones? No. Here's what HR really <laughs> Tell me. It doesn't matter what kind of question you bring forward. They're like, you know what? I'm going to research that and get back to you. Boom, done. Or deflect research it. Back to you. No. We don't. Well, it depends. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If it's something that I'm not supposed to do, right? Or I'm like, I don't know how that works. If you ask me what is the formula to Coca-Cola, shit, I don't know that. Go to the engineers, right? Go to that department. Go to R&D. Don't go to HR. Assuming I worked at Coca-Cola. It's time for Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories this week is coming to us from uh, Orlando. Orlando News 6, I believe it is. This particular story, though, is coming to us from Miami Beach, Florida. A 14-year-old boy tried to steal a $200,000 Lamborghini. The luxury SUV's owner hopped on a scooter to chase after the culprit who did steal the very expensive car. Chris Sander told WSVN he was at his home in Miami Beach Tuesday night when he heard the sound of his Lamborghini fire right up. Quote, it, it's just a straight hustle. Police going everywhere. End quote. What? Quote, I'm in my home. I hear this thing start up. I look out the window and I see somebody driving away. I got in the scooter and went after the guy. End quote. The station reports that the boy who stole the Lamborghini abandoned the vehicle on a sidewalk a few blocks away and took off. He said, I stole the Lamborghini just now. I don't have a license. I can't drive. I didn't know if he had a weapon, said the officers. I wasn't sure how crazy he was, said the man on the scooter. I was trying to talk and calm him down. He asked me for advice. He's like, I'm 14. I don't know what to do. You're better off turning yourself in, kid. They're going to be much easier on you. Moments later, an officer on the other side of the fence was pointing a gun at both of them. The teen was taken into custody, and the owner has been reunited with his car. WSVN.com. Let me let me point out the obvious here, JC. Um, I think I've witnessed one car chase live in person in my entire life. 
That is when I was in Daytona spring break a long time ago. This one kid had a um, uh, one of those old Trans Ams, those 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 big V8 ones, the newer ones, and uh, cops just started chasing. Boom! They went down A1A, and the cop was having a hard time catching up in a Crown Victoria. Now here is a guy who had his car stolen and decided to chase the car on a scooter, a Lamborghini, mind you. <laughs> On a scooter, dude. That fourteen-year-old direct- only went two blocks, though, <laughs> so he's lucky. He's he. There, there was someone looking out for him right there, right? Yeah, so because a Lamborghini is not a slow car, and then this guy had—he's lucky that he that the kid stopped because otherwise he would never have seen his Lambo ever again. I want to know what kind of scooter that is. This story should be an advertisement for the scooter. Absolutely. Hey, let's go around the room real quick. We got final thoughts for that mark in the show, Ricky. Well, JC, it's it, look. This is episode three hundred two now. Yes, three hundred two. So we've come a long way, and we're going to keep going a even farther way. We're not even halfway there yet. Um, but the reason I'm saying that, JC, is because it's uh, these shows are going to keep coming. We're going to keep providing great content, and I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, all the way from when we started, JC. Only four people listening: your mom, my mom, and our wives. And then to the 70,000 plus that are listening right now, I want to thank you very much. Please continue to send ideas. Please continue to Really, really appreciate the love. And there's a lot more coming. That's it for me. My final thoughts bumping right up against the end of the program here at the one hour, 30 minute mark. Is sometimes we get a little bit too long winded, but it's all good. It makes you feel good. makes you look good. I'm JC on behalf of Ricky Baez and the entire crew over here. Spiritual advisor Rob, intern Dave, uh, dog formerly known as Pupcake, and many people in between. Drive safe. Have a good night. I'm going to go see Shamu today. Really, I'm going to see roll. See you! It's, they have fishes.